Um, yeah, as chairman of the club, I suppose I just want to welcome you all here tonight. As Eugene said, tonight isn't a fundraiser or anything like that. It's purely a social occasion um, just to bring together all our club members. Tungreen is kind of a unique club in that we cater for so many players around the, the East Clare area, eight different villages, and we're so proud and so delighted of that aspect of our club, even from, from the social side. And we're very proud to have members from all those different parishes that come together and represent um, Tungreni. Before we start, I just want to thank Evan and his staff and Mike here for all their help in putting, together, putting tonight, the night together. Um, the club officers and committee who have done an enormous amount of work outside of tonight over the last 12 months, a huge amount of work into everything that's going on in Tungreni Handball Club. Um, to Jim King for the music that he's going to provide later on and to especially Eugene, our MC, and our special guest of honour, Liam Sheedy, uh, for being with us tonight. We're very, very thankful for that. I just want to take the opportunity as well to say a thank you to all our juvenile supervisors and coaches. Again, that's an area that we're very, very lucky in Tungreni Handball Club, that we have so many that are willing to put the shoulder to the wheel. And that what, that's what our, has our club where it is, a very, very strong, progressive and successful club. Um, the only other thing that I'm going to do is go through maybe a list of, of players who have been successful over the past 12 months since our last social night. <coughs> our winners and our players that are bringing home silverware is brilliant. But again, we value each and every player that represents Tungreni Handball Club that comes to the alley night in and night out. Whether that's our nine-year-olds coming over every Saturday morning with Jim or Teddy O'Hanlon at 66 years of age who's playing a monster final Monday night. It's, it's fantastic to see that young, old, boys, girls, men's and ladies. But if I go through this, and I'll admit it's a long list, um, going back to this time last year, we had an, and, and we're conscious as well, and I just mentioned that we're in the middle of the 40 by 20 handball season at the moment. Adult Monster Championships, Juvenile Monster Championships are going on at the minute. So even during the week just gone and in the coming weeks, hopefully with the help of God we'll be adding to this list. But Monster Juvenile Champions that we had from last year, Daniel Madden, Monster Under 12 singles, Sinead Dial and Anna Madden, the Monster Under 12 doubles, Paul Rogers and Jack Madden, Monster and All-Ireland under 16 doubles. Sean Daly, Monster under 15 doubles in the 60 by 30 alley. Uh, Mikey Sheedy won Monster minor doubles title with David Considine. We should probably give a special mention to Claire Minogue. She had an exceptional year. Claire won Monster and All-Ireland titles at under 15 grade in the 40 by 20 and 60 by 30. She won the 15 and under one wall nationals title. She won the Golden Gloves Tournament in Belfast at 15 and under as well, and won the 15 and under grade at the Team Healy Tournament in Liscarron. So I think a round of applause is there. And, uh, Matthew and Donna Cacrotti were part of the Clare team of six that won the under 16, 17 All-Ireland. And Clare's sister, Leah, again had a brilliant year. She... Um, during the summer, she picked up the Munster Junior 60 by 30 singles. And during the week, she picked up the Munster Junior 40 by 20 doubles title alongside Amber Nolan. And that's two in a row 
They won the same title last year, so we wish Leah and Amber the best in their upcoming All-Ireland semi-finals. Seamus Ryan won the Silver Masters doubles, <coughs> singles and doubles monster titles last year and he followed that up again just this week with another monster doubles title in the Golden Masters, this time with Mike Kennelly from Clooney. Uh, Katrina Milan won the Monster and All-Ireland All uh, All Intermediate Singles titles. That means that Katrina will compete this year in the All-Ireland Senior Championship and she'll be playing doubles in that with Liam Minogue as well. It's the first time that we've ever had clear representation in the All-Ireland Senior Ladies Championship. So again, that's going to be historic this year and it's a sign that ladies handball in Clare is progressing all the time and we're, we're pushing those boundaries all the time as well. This time last year, Tom Graney won the Clare Adult League Division <coughs> 2 title and beat Tulla in the final and that team had Patrick Fitzgerald, Shane Walsh, Jamie Howard, Cahill McKenna and Seamus Ryan, Sharkey. And after winning Division 2 last year, Tom Graney went on to compete in Division 1 this year and will play the final of that this Monday night against the Kitchen. So that's brilliant as well. Um, last November, the Irish Nationals, as you'll all be aware, was hosted by Clare. And we had the great honour in Tom Graney of hosting the Men's Open final, in which Dermot Nash beat Robbie McCarthy, which was fantastic and made it all the more special that it was here on home turf. Um, at the same Nationals then, Liam Minogue was the Ladies A runner-up. Amber Nolan won the Ladies B plate and Shane Walsh won the 40 and over B title. The third level colleges championships were held recently and we had winners there as well, all representing UL. Cahill McKenna won the Men's B. Amber Nolan was the Ladies A runner-up and Leah Minogue was the ladies open runner-up. Uh, moving on then to more recent events, and at this year's Juvenile County A singles finals, Tom Graney were very, very well represented, both in the boys and girls grades, and we came away with titles for Anna Madden in the under 12 girls singles, Jack Sheedy was the under 12 boys shield runner-up, Sinead Dial won the under 13 girls singles, Daniel Madden won the under 13 boys singles, Charlie Collins was runner-up in the boys under 14. Sean Daly won the under 15 singles. Luke Madden was the winner of the under 16 boys shield. Claire Minogue won the under 16 girls championship. Sarah Wiley took the minor girls uh, title. So again, all those winners will be going forward for Munster championship, I think over this weekend and coming week weekend. So we wish them as well. We wish them very well as well. Um, I mentioned as well to our common and Mudskull winners, Anna Madden and Daniel, Daniel Madden were successful representing Scarif NS, and from Tungraney National School, Killian Howard and Brian Philbin were winners as well. Uh, finally then, I just want to give an, a mention again to, to Dermot Nash, who I suppose is our, our star player here in Tungraney, um, himself, and, as well as winning the Irish Nationals men's, men's Open, as I mentioned, he was runner-up in the Golden Gloves tournament up in, in Belfast and along with Colin Crehan from Kilkishan won the All-Ireland Senior Doubles title which is again a huge achievement and we have that cup here on the table tonight. Uh, Dermot and Colin will be going out to retain their title again next weekend so 
full preparation is, is ongoing for that and we wish the lads well in that. Um, the last pair then that I want to mention are Daniel Madden and Sinead Dial, who uh, two weeks ago won the All-Ireland Gale Lean competition after winning the Clare and Munster titles. The Gaeling is a kind of unique competition. Um, it's a mixed doubles event, one boy and one girl. It was set up to promote the use of Irish language through handball, and it's a fantastic competition. It's on the go since 1991, and this year is the first time that any pair from Clare, never mind Tom Graney, have won it. So again, a historic achievement and uh, hugely significant. So I'd just like to ask Dermot Nash and our Gaeling winners, Daniel Madden and Sinead Dial, to join us here on the stage. Before I hand back to Eugene, um, I just want to ask Jim Nash to come up and present the Gaeling Cup to Daniel and Sinead. Well done, guys. Well done. Dear, but if you'd just join us here for a second, I think um, it's very rare that, that uh, honours lists can, can go on that length, but I think it's probably, my calculation is for 722, future people of that one, there are 722 national championships and some club has two. So, um, Tom Grady is at 720, I reckon, after that roll call. But, um, dear, but um, you just grab the microphone then. Listen to the to the roll call that um, Shane has just given, and no, a hearing all the success of the underage, it must bring you back a bit. But b having achieved, I suppose, and firstly b having achieved what you have, looking at the club now at underage level and that success that's happening. So, how does it sort of what does it say to you? Um, yeah, I suppose the club is in very good rude health. I suppose is, is probably the way I describe it. Um, like you know, I mean. Like Tom Grady has always had a kind of a mantra of, like, the, I kind of see a lot of other clubs, I suppose, around the country, and there's a kind of an elitist kind of element to it, whereby, you know, the clubs are kind of ran by five, six, you know, and they kind of bring them up, whereas Tom Grady has always had a thing where, listen, I was trying to book the court tomorrow, basically, and I got, you know, bumped, basically, because there's some under 10 coach, and, that, and that's totally okay as well, like, but that's a, that's a good thing, if you know what I mean, and it kind of, it means then we've way more of a pool of talent that kind of just keep, you know, basically, so instead of having five kids, we've got like 80 or 60 or whatever, you know, as in like, and then, like, naturally then, if you keep the more players you keep playing, you know, like, for me even, like, I was, was probably 22 or three before I started really getting serious about it, you know, as in like, um, and it's like, yeah, just keep playing as much as, uh, get as many people to keep playing as long as they can, and then, you know, basically keep going you know and there's obviously a lot of them here tonight what would you say to them let's say in terms of the guys there's obviously guys here are excelling but you said 22 to 23 you got to be your best so there's it there's never a stage when you're a juvenile that you should say you know i can't make it you know there's it's always opportunity isn't there yeah i mean so like handball is obviously strong a lot of hurling kind of places you know so like in hurling you're always like you know, by a certain level, you can probably get off your good side pretty early, maybe, and then you know you get better at hitting on your bad side type of thing. Handball, there's you know, it's not just hitting on your right and left. There's like within your left, 
there is about four or five different shots type of things. But yeah, like there's just there's more shots basically to kind of learn in handball. And like I mean, I was 19 before. Like I'm left-handed, and I was 19 before I could hit an overhand in my left. I was I I played basically all kind of underhand swing basically, um, which was the kind of traditional 60 by 30 swing type of thing. That was the, so basically if the ball came down on my left hand, I used to just scoop it back if it came up here. Um, so I was kind of 19, I was in college, I was like, kind of like, okay, I kind of need to develop this shot, like, or else I'm going to get, you know, as you kind of get up to grades, you know, you, you kind of get kind of found out, but I, I suppose then, like, I was, you know, <laughs> pre-COVID, or, you know, I was pre-COVID time, you know, I was kind of like, uh, I need to kind of, like, I started getting, you know, I, I couldn't hit a sidearm swing on my left from deep, and so I was just like, there was no handball competition, so I, like I spent about six months basically just hitting shots from the back of the court, and like now it kind of is pretty good. But I was, I was thirty at that stage. You know what I mean? So, um, what I'm trying to say is, you know, it, it, there's just way more shots. Like you can kind of win tournaments, you know, and you might have just used, you know, your good hand to get through the whole games and stuff, and um, that's great. And you know, keep going. But like, it's the kind of game where you, you can always kind of work on something and. Uh, even if you're not hitting a sidearm swing when you're 10 or 12 or 16 or 18, like, you know, it will come, basically, you know what I mean? It just, like, it takes, like, a long time, and, and that's okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, you obviously had a coach, um, I think, that we all know in the club, and he's still coaching, because he's here chomping at the bit in the corner, meant to say something, give some piece of advice, you won't keep him down. Uh, well, just in relation to David now, I don't know whether you'll remember this or not. By the way, he's due to be called in a few minutes anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, you were playing in under 13 Munster final below <coughs> Tralee and uh, you came from a very religious background, your mother was very strong in religion and I can remember the game lasted about an hour because you were very obedient to the fifth commandment Thou shalt not kill <laughs> That was worth the interruption, thanks Jim so the essence of that is, no, no matter what age you are, there's improvement to be made, and I think fundamentally for any sport, and I'd probably say the hurlers down here, and we'll probably hear from Liam Sheedy later on, you know, there you were, you know, COVID times, with a shot to get right. What got it right was practice. Yeah, just time in the court, and, um, it like, it, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's not boring to practice. And by the way, I wouldn't stay down there for hours, just like, but like, if you went down there for 20 minutes, you know, every day, basically, you know, as in, like, in, at the time, there was nothing else to do, so, like, why not? Um, but, yeah, 20 minutes, and basically, you know, it just, like, I, you might not, you, your arm be sore, and after a week, it gets less sore, and, you know, keep at it, kind of type of thing, what I kind of say, and it's a very, very good game for the winter, especially, like, so, even if everybody's here, it's into hurling, and that's great, um, you know, it's a lot nicer to go into the handball alley in the wintertime, then go out running in the cold weather, you know, so um, it's a good compliment. Yeah, it obviously paid, paid dividends because, of course, um, uh, two years ago, um, after all that practice, you, you landed the, the first um, uh, All-Ireland you know, Senior Men's Championship since the great Pat Kirby, whose brother Danny is here, of course. I mean, even I, from a, a non-handballing tradition, remember as a kid growing up, watching Pat Kirby playing on TV. That just shows where handball was back then in terms of its promotion that, you know, I could even remember the jingle that RTE had uh, for those competitions, and it be, almost became boring uh, watching Pat Kirby win all these titles. I could even say that, it's, it's a disservice to say that. 
But um, to have won that, Dermot, you know, and to, I guess, follow on from the legend, that must have been an incredible moment, not just for you, but I'm sure for your father and for everybody around um, East Clare. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I kind of spent, like, a, you know, I, I'd won, like, a good few tournaments and stuff, and, like, in, in handball, there's, like, you know, I'm going to call them, there's, like, three majors, so to speak. You've got your Ireland Senior Championship, you have your US Nationals, and you have your World Championships. And then there's, there's other tournaments, like, that are important and they're nice to win, and, you know, it's, it's always good to win, but those three are, like, the, the you know, they're, like, winning the Masters in golf type of thing, you know what I mean? Um... I obviously hadn't won the, the singles and like I kind of felt I was good enough to win it a, couple, a good few times. Like I think I'd been to, I'd been, that was my third senior final, I'd been to like maybe eight or nine semi-finals, you know, like so like I was basically there, thereabouts and always kind of, you know, underperformed in my opinion basically when it came to it, you know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, I suppose put, like that was obviously the, the first championships post-Covid and I, I, you know, I kind of timed it well, and you know, I kind of the, the format maybe suited me and stuff. But it was like, you know, it was a, it was a sense of relief rather than joy, I suppose, because I kind of, like, Jesus, I, I don't know how I would have kind of retired if I hadn't won one of them. You know, because I, I, I felt I was good enough, and um, like it was a mint. Like I remember, this is terrible. Like I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but um, the the I lost the All Ireland final in twenty nineteen. Or no, sorry, the other in semi final having underperformed twenty nineteen and like COVID and that was on a Sunday and COVID happened like basically the whole country locked down on the Thursday and I was just like I'm never gonna win this thing like you know it's in like and it was just the bleakest month and a half basically but like in you kind of get over yourself and you kind of get back into things and you know you go again and it's just like yeah it was just kind of just a very you know lifelong dream I suppose yeah. Um, uh your priorities is a good place. The whole country is wondering would we ever have a job again. You were wondering would we win the handball. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fair play. Um, uh, the Nationals this year, which are which were held um, in, in Clare, and again, as a newcomer to the, to the sport and seeing the magic of it and the culture of it and that, I mean, it was a very special event, um, I have to say, and I think Tom Grady um, uh, Handball Club did marvellously to put on such, uh, not just and the court itself, but off court, the stuff that went on, having a big screen beaming live next door to, in, in the 60 by 30 alley, the games, the people who couldn't get into the, to the 40 by 20. But I think for everybody there to have it wound down to Dermot Nash playing Robbie McCarthy, who was based here, and we were all watching him and wondering, you know, this guy has just got a different way of playing. But to have it ground down to that moment in Tomb Grady, where you faced off with Robbie McCarthy and, and won. Um, uh, it was, I'm sure, if it was as special as that for all of us watching it, it must have been a great moment. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was. I mean, like, I've been playing senior handball for about 15 years now, I said, but, and I'd never played, I played, I'd say, about maybe two tournaments in Munster, not to mention I'd never played a tournament in Clare, because you never, you never get home venues kind of type thing in, in championship and stuff, and then, just clear like a lot of the courts are obviously spread around so like whereas you know these senior tournaments they, they try and get them in places where there's like two court complexes that type of thing we obviously don't, don't have one but so this year was, was special and like you know I kind of really wanted to win it because it was in um, it was in Clare and um, yeah like it's in like it was actually nearly dicier in the semi-final because I lost the first game and I was just like you know you, know, you need to kind of pull your stuff together here you know what I mean but um yeah, when I got to the final, I was just like, you know, I, I kind of felt good and 
like the tournament's gonna half suit me as well because like they're, they're the longer it goes on the nearly the better I get and stuff and um so yeah but it was even like just like there's this, just a huge pride in in the in this community and like there's even people like forget about that like there was handball going on but there was people kind of organizing traffic basically for like literally 48 hours you know what i mean and so you know you didn't have any um uh interest in handball you just wanted like to, to show off some grainy properly and even just like yeah like that's just the place it is and it's it's unbelievable but um even like when i won the 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 championship the year before like is in the uh I, I got a couple of letters from people in Tim Graney, like I didn't really know them that well, but uh, we'll start again with the first question, Dermot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like basically just like, you know, like, you know, put basically, you know, keeping like the, the pride in Tim Graney basically and that um, there's just a great sense of place, I guess, you know, and um, it's a special place and you know everybody's equal and uh yeah i just i think there's just like everybody is just like you know wanted to put their best foot forward and it was just an amazing weekend and i'm delighted obviously delighted to win it but just delighted for tom really yeah so uh where are you we're now on the the verge of the big competition again um you relinquished that title last year after waiting so long to get it how are you feeling about what's coming up over the next few weeks yeah, I feel really good. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I've done a heavy block of training. Like, as in, I'm playing. So, like, I won it, and in the fall last year, basically, I trained very hard, but like, I just wasn't playing well at all. Like, as in, just couldn't. Might like, I wasn't kind of. I was in a bit of a funk, so to speak. I don't know, was it a kind of a hangover from the previous year? But like, I've, you know, got over myself, and I suppose the way I describe it is that like, I feel like I kind of had to win one or had to win it the year before and now I really 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 want to win another one if that makes sense to kind of you know you know show it wasn't just a kind of a fluke so to speak you know um and yeah that's like where I'm at and hopefully I can kind of do business yeah yeah I think we're all very lucky here in in this part of the, the world to have and particularly those kids down there to have this type of example for them and I can guarantee you one thing whatever games are being shown uh, the, it'll, they'll be lit up across East Clare with people watching them live on their laptops and that. So, Dermot Nash, thank you so much. Um, thank you for the continued inspiration. So, thank you. I said that Dermot is the reigning All-Ireland doubles champion senior, which he is, but he's also the reigning world doubles champion. Uh, he won the Open title with Robbie McCarthy in 2015, won it again in 2018. Uh, because it wasn't played during COVID, that means that Dermot and Robbie are reigning champions for the last nine years. This year, again, is World Championship year. Uh, it's going to be held in Dublin and, and around Leinster, I think. So, assuming that Dermot and Robbie are going to play together again and that they'll um, enter the Open Doubles, it's one to keep an eye on because if they were to win it again this year, they'd be reigning champions for 12 years and that would be some kind of record. So speaking of records, um, I'd say the man that we're just about to introduce is the record, um, certainly in Tomb Graney for, for keeping handball here lit um, um, and, and blown forward for uh, 20 years, I'm told, tonight since Dermot started to play. Um, his dad has not alone been a constant, or I suppose was a constant in Dermot's career, 
but I think a constant for Tom Grady handball. And I have the privilege of learning um, about a game I'm new to at this stage in my life on Saturday mornings when the under nines are in the court and I'm in the court with Jim and he's taken them on with the same level of gusto and enthusiasm as he will probably coaching Dermot. And then uh, on Sunday last, he arrived in the court at, f- at I think, three o'clock and spent four hours in the court um, refereeing uh, uh, under 13, 14 B games, one after the other. He's just like uh, Mr. Handball in Tumgraney. It wouldn't be happening like this without him. So, uh, Jim Nash, up you come. Well, of course, what Eugene didn't tell you was that if you had a wife like mine, it would be a great escape to be down in Tumgraney for the four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think, ladies and gentlemen, thank Jim there for his contribution. Uh, we'll move on to our next speaker now. Um, uh, Mary, um, uh, just separate them as they go out the door, lads. Bouncers call Mike Mack, please. <laughs> um, well, it's well to say as well that um, insofar as there has been a revival of handball in Tom Graney over the past 20 years, uh, it's nothing new to Tom Graney. There has been a very proud, strong tradition in Tom Graney long before, in fact, I was born. Um, We had the privilege of having Pat Kirby with us for a social evening when he was visiting Ireland um, in his not too young years now. We were delighted to see him back. He's in good health. And uh, we had a social evening with him down at the alley about a month or six weeks ago. And uh, Eugene was our MC on that evening as well. And um, I think Eugene put a question to him as to what age did he start playing handball or how young was he? And he went on to explain that uh, when he was a young lad of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it was almost impossible to get into the court because it was dominated by adults and a lot of them. And he listed out um, sets of brothers that were very distinguished handballers and so on. And um, what a tradition to bring forward. And, of course, Pat was able to name them one after another. You remember that, Eugene? Um, that brings me to mind that we have moved on, of course, and insofar as it was difficult for Pat when he was a child to get into the court, we now have a modern computerized booking system that people are able to get through their phone and you get your hour slot and it's fair to everybody and everybody gets in there. And um, we're about to have midterm break from school next week, I'm told, and we, the last midterm was mental. Um, I believe the court was busy um, from literally 8 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock in the night. And I had an occasion to go down there one morning to check to know that I leave something on or forget to turn off something. And I went down early in the morning at 8 o'clock and I found our adults playing below. And I said to them, lads, what's wrong? And they said, sure, it's the only time we can get in here. Um, now, I wouldn't like the night to go by without uh, complimenting as well Uh, the real origin of the great tradition of handball in Tom Graney because it must be remembered that this was started and constructed by the McLeisett family. Um, The McLeisetts were big employers in East Clare at the time and handball was a tradition in East Clare and um, he built a specialised court on his own lands for his workforce and for the community. And that tie with the McLeisett family has continued down through the generations and is still good and I'd like to compliment the McLeisett family for their great support to us over such a long, long period. Mm. 
And while it is true to say that um, we've had a good run over the last little while, maybe 15 or 20 years or whatever, and that there's a lot of people playing it and playing it very successful, um, I suppose the real peak of Tom Graney as a force in handball started in the 70s and right on to the 80s, and those 20 years were brilliant. And uh, they were, I suppose, synonymous with some great handballers and uh, led by Pat Kirby himself, uh, but also the whole Kirby family. There was a great uh, family of brothers, Mick and John and Danny and Pat, and they were really distinguished handballers and played all over the country and played so much and won so much. They were absolutely feared and they were put the terror of everybody that came near them. And uh, at the same time, we had some great handballers like Jimmy Walsh and Holly Hogan and PJ Coonahan. And I would like to remember those as well. They're still with us, thank God. And uh, when the revival came then, um, about 20 years ago, these lads are still local and working here, families here and so on. And they were very instrumental in helping me and helping all of us to get back on track and very enthusiastic about the whole project. Um, I noticed that our MC is not making it as easy for me as he was for Dermot. Uh, um, <laughs> you can prepare. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> um, it's important to realise as well, and I think it might be lost to a small degree uh, in a modern Irish world, that we are almost gone excessive with regard to the degree at which sport is played and uh, the degree of competitiveness that exists. And I like to think that um, in Tom Graney handball, and as a club, we accommodate all players, adult children, female and male, and there's a standard for everybody. And above all else, there has to be fun. And if there's fun gone out of it, we're at nothing. And I often think that when I'm down there with the children on my night when I'm supposed to be looking after them or whatever, it's often more like... Um, a youth club, really, rather than a coaching session. And long may that continue, because that's what creates uh, a fun element to it, and that's very important. And it will carry them in to have a love of handball, whether playing or even maybe as an onlooker into the future. And uh, in that regard, then, we were blessed as well with um, the involvement of FOSS and uh, PJ Coonahan, who of course was very enthusiastic about handball, was in FOSS at the time and he gave a lot of his energy and he was allowed to use his FOSS hours to promote handball and he did a lot with the children in the early years of going back about 20 years ago. And then, lo and behold, when PJ's time was up in FOSS, he was succeeded by uh, a great man who had no experience of handball, uh, that was Tom Quigley, who unfortunately passed away and had an untimely death, but spent five, six, seven years with us. And what he didn't know about handball, he taught us about how to look after children. Because he was brilliant with young people and brilliant with children. And I'd like to remember Tom tonight. And uh, I think Shane, our chairman, covered it there. It's very special in that we involve the different parishes. And of course, it's very tied into hurling as well. And I'm not going to take up any more time because Liam is busting for the, f for the microphone here. Uh, but we have 
very special people here among us. We have four of our uh, county senior players here with us tonight. Adam Hogan, Garod Sheedy, Patrick Crotty and Mark Rogers. And all of them distinguished themselves playing handball as juveniles in Tom Graney and had outstanding wins at different ages and different levels. But all of them, and I think they remember their days with us in Tom Graney in handball with great affection and the fact that they turn up here tonight after county training is witness to that and um, who knows but they'll be back to us maybe in due course and they'll be very welcome because they were outstanding fellows and I wish them well in their following careers. If I could just interject and wish them the same in all their games this year except when they played Tipperary. <laughs> Well, I'll finish now with, with, uh, with one little anecdote about Dermot. Uh, I was explaining to you about the under-13 Munster final where he, 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 he kept us there all day because he wouldn't kill it. And uh, we blamed his mother for that. Um, but in any event, Daniel will be playing the under-13 Munster final and I'm sure Daniel knows a lot about killing the ball, I can tell you. And he won't make that mistake. But I can remember about a year or two later, I think it was a year or two later, being in Carrigan Shore. Um, Liam wouldn't know much about Carrigan Shore now, it is down football country in Tipperary. But we were down there and we were playing the Nationals. I think Dermot was playing um, 13 and under. And he got beaten by a fella from Tipperary. And um, we came out and into the car anyway and we were making our way home. And um, I was kind of used to this from his mother. Um, she's not a very good loser. And uh, there was no word said for a long time, for about 45 minutes. And lo and behold, anyway, he stood up in the, in the seat and he says, Dad, I'll have to learn to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so our respect and, um, for Tipperary fellas finished at that and we learned to kill and get the better of them. Well, if you're, if you're in Carrick and Shore, I can guarantee it was illegal. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Brilliant. Thank you, Jim. Wonderful. I, I think the, 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 the conversation so far has been, I guess, splattered with references of, of, I guess, it's a game for everybody, all ages, all standards. And for me, one of the great, great things that I've seen since I came involved is just how much it is a game you know, of equals for both genders, that the girls are not alone as celebrated and as encouraged, but by God, there is good, in, in particularly in the underage. And one of the, 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 um, the leaders in that, actually, from an up-and-coming level, um, uh, and I call, she's one of the two sisters that I think are been referred to as the William sisters of handball. Um, Leah is going to join us now, so we'll get a sense of, I guess, the game to her and, and what this club has meant to her. Leah Minogue, please. Now, I know you'd much prefer to be in a handball court than this, but yeah. we'll have a, just a brief chat. Leah, you know, Tomb Grady Handball Club, I mean, it has really encouraged, hasn't it? It has opened the door. You know, you've got great experiences from this club. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, the places it's brought, it's brought me all around the country, a bit over the Atlantic as well. You know, it, I love it, like, and I... A bit <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love it. Like, I love going over to the alley. I love training. I love all the competitions. And um, with the college competitions the last year, 
you really get to know everyone and meet everyone and you know the people you play in the course are your friends as well so yeah it's great i'm not going to put pressure on you to tell the story that you told me so brilliantly last year when we had a a, a piece in the in um in the clear champion about it and about your your when you went off to play um in in um in america um uh, getting there, but I was so struck by what you said to me, which is that you were playing this lady called Amy Brennan, and Amy Brennan had probably beaten you, I mean, 10 or 11 times. Yeah. And you went down the stretch, and you said, she's not getting this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the trials for Team Ireland, and 11-10 tiebreaker, so it was great to finally get over, um, get over the line with her, and yeah, for such a experience on the line, it was great to finally get over her and I know I have lost her now the last few times but um, yeah no it's it's great to have great competition and it kind of makes the wins all the sweeter you know like all of true juvenile I um, I want to go a few months with titles but like no not I've only I have two doubles at Ireland's and you know like a nationals title like you know it makes them all the sweeter when you know you aren't winning everything <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling you'll you'll, you'll be winning uh, a lot more I going forward. <laughs> so that that win last year got you to go to the states for pretty much Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, we flew out two days before Christmas over to San Francisco, and yeah, the play started day after Stephen's Day, and yeah, um, yeah, there was about uh, six players and two coaches and a few of the parents, and I know it was a great experience. Like. I, Honestly, did not miss Christmas here at home. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and you're you're due to go again with the universities, isn't it? The universities. Yeah, we're off next Saturday. Um, so yeah, prepping for that at the moment as well as champion. It's a busy time. <laughs> Championship here as well, and I'm doing junior doubles and senior doubles. So um, yeah. It's and I think yourself and Katrina Milan will, in the championships, become the first Clare girls ever to play in the senior championships. So I think that in its own right deserves a round of applause. Uh, so, so just from your perspective, and again, talking to the kids, I mean, you've got to travel the world already at 19? Yeah. 19 yeah. Uh, to play handball. This is... Uh, you know, an example, I guess, of what you put in, you get out, is it? Yeah, like, it's, to be honest, it's only really the last two years I've really enjoyed the handball. You know, I was playing it all up through juvenile, but um, it really has been since COVID. I have put the time in, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of seeing the benefits of it, to be honest, and, you know, I'm enjoying it. That's kind of the main thing, and, you know, I've lost a good bit, but I'm still coming out of the court happy and looking forward to the next competition, and... I just really don't want to stop playing it. <laughs> Back to Jim's point of it, it has to be fun, so that's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Liam and Og.